Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitch at ESPN 1000 Chicago. You're listening to Black and Abdallah on ESPN Chicago, Chicago's Home for Sports. ESPN 1000, the ESPN Chicago app. Tyler Aki is in for Chris Bleck. Chris Bleck was in earlier today with uh, Yurko filling in for Carmen. Kind of a, an early spring trading, which might be coming back. Mm-hmm. We did a little, someone in the Twitch chat I saw earlier today, Spring Fling. It's like a quick one. About uh, Springers. Just, yeah, Springers. Just a little quick uh, flip here. Yeah. So thanks for sitting in tonight. In for Chris Bleck, Tyler Aki. Uh, I wanted to start with this tonight. Uh, yesterday, the news came out right as uh, Waddle and Sylvie was starting yesterday that the Bears released Eddie Jackson and Cody Whitehair, freeing up about $21, $22 million in cap space, putting the Bears now third in cap space. Now, there's still guys that need to that need contracts, mainly Jalen Johnson. So some of the money will probably be allocated there. Uh, maybe a couple other guys get get extensions that deserve it. Um, but for the most part, the Bears are in good financial uh, fit sitting here as they head into free agency and then the NFL draft. I did as the this is personal because I love Eddie Jackson and I've been the Eddie Jackson apologist. Since he was drafted by the Bears. Mm-hmm. I was very excited when the Bears drafted him. Roll Tide. Roll Tide. As he played for the championship 2015 Alabama Crimson Tide. And then he was on the team as well. 2016. And then he was drafted. He broke his leg. He was drafted. Um, and I think the Bears got somewhat of a steal with him in the fourth round uh, in that draft. And I always was defending... Eddie Jackson because of how not great he was at Alabama. <laughs> like, yeah. that was the thing. Like, he had a great 2018 season. Mm-hmm. The interceptions, the ball hawking, it was off the charts. But everybody had a great 2018 season. The entire Bears, yeah. they set an, a, a, a record for interceptions and takeaways, a historic record for interceptions and takeaways. There were times when they were compared to the 85 Bears. Great at all three levels. Exactly. And then he fell off. He got a contract extension. Ryan Pace believes, for some reason, that he should extend him. Tariq Cohen got money that yeah. year. Oof. Like it was, They were bad contracts mm-hmm. that were handed out. And my go-to was always this. And this will be quick, and then it's all calls welcome, 312-332-3776. I just have to, once again, kind of defend my guy in a Ooh. way that I said he was never great at Alabama. Like, in 2015, everybody on that defense that started besides him was a first or second round pick. And I'm not exaggerating. Deron Payne, Ashawn Robinson, Minka Fitzpatrick, Reggie Ragland, Reuben Foster, Marlon Humphrey, Cyrus Jones, Jerron Reed. All of them were first or second round picks. In 2016, they added Jonathan Allen, Ryan Anderson, Marlon Humphrey was still there, Minka Fitzpatrick was still there, and Deron Payne was still there. All of them first or second round picks. So Eddie Jackson was like the worst guy on the best defense (laughs) ever. 
Because everybody was saying that 2015 defense by Alabama was a historically good defense. Mm-hmm. And one of Saban's best, if not the best defense, that Saban ever had. So when people are like, Eddie Jackson can't tackle, Eddie Jackson can't tackle, he, he didn't need to. Right. He didn't need Ball to on those teams. 10 yards. He was a punt and kick returner. And he, yes, he played safety, but the ball never got there. So he never had to tackle. So to say, oh, he can't tackle, he forgot how to tackle, he never learned how to tackle. It's like being the punter on the 2019 LSU team. Exactly. You didn't need him. He was there. <laughs> but you didn't really need him because you were scoring at an unprecedented rate. And you barely punted. So I loved Eddie Jackson when he was on the Bears. He joined Chris and I on some Bears night in Chicago. So he couldn't have been a, a, a nicer guy mm-hmm. to Chris and I and to all the fans that showed up. And he was great. He was awesome. And I just, again, I, I'm, I'm kind of crapping on him. But at the same time, I feel like he wasn't. What's he going to say no to the money that Ryan Pace gave him? No, yeah. yeah like That's the, always the interesting and complicated part of those type of deals. You never People knock the player for getting the money sometimes. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do? Say no. It's the same thing when people are pissed about Trubisky, right? He was the second. What was he supposed to say? No? Yeah, like, Don't no, grab guys, me. I'm not worth the, it. The answer no. is actually, no, I wish I would have gone first. That's that's the real answer. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always dumb whenever you hear those sort of uh, rationales coming from some of these players and some of these fans and stuff like that. What was he supposed to do? Say no to generational wealth? Of course, of course not. not. But ultimately, I think Bears fans probably had a higher expectation for him yeah. because he changed the bar of what he was from being a fourth-round pick, from being a guy who clearly overachieved his draft value as well, but was he worth, I believe when they signed him, he was the highest paid safety in NFL history yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. Was he worth that? And did he live up to that? Or was he just a product of past production? And ultimately we saw he never really got back to that form. He started to get back to that form, it seemed like, in 2022 in Matt Eberflus's first season. Mm-hmm. And then ultimately he gets met life with the, the turf injury there. And yeah. then... This season, he never really got back He was back decent to, when he, he was, was healthy. Solid, yeah, but he was then, fine when he was healthy. But everybody kind of knew he and Whitehair were going to be calf casualties. And yeah. it happened yesterday, and the Bears are moving on. But I just needed to roll tide, defend my guy. Pour one out. Pour one out for Eddie Jackson. He was great for one year. He was awesome. But he kind of was what at least I expected him to be. Is yeah. a guy that if the ball is there, he's going to find it. But other than that... <laughs> Wasn't going to do much. He didn't need to do anything because everybody else, like, to, go back and looking at those defenses in 2015 and 2016, just the dudes on that defense were absolutely insane. So it is Friday. It is now that I'm done defending mm-hmm. Eddie Jackson. 312-332-3776. It is an all-calls welcome Friday. Call us about anything you want. You want to talk Bears. You want to talk uh, anything. We've had people call about Crocs. We've had people ask for gift advice for their significant others or kids or whatever. Whatever you want to talk about, 312-332-3776. I do want to talk to you about the Bears with this. Um, Today on ESPN.com, the 2024 NFL predictions. Early Super Bowl 2025 picks. MVP and breakouts. And I want to, it's not so much, basically every ESPN analyst from Matt Bowen to Jeremy Fowler, Dan Graziano, everyone made a prediction about who is going to be in the Super Bowl and who's going to win the Super Bowl next year. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to dissect all of these with you, but just listen to the common theme here. Okay. Packers over Bengals, Lions over Texans, 
Bills over Rams. Bengals over Lions. Chiefs over Packers. Chiefs over Packers. Chiefs over Lions. Lions over Chargers. Chiefs over Lions. 49ers over Bills and Chiefs over Rams. What's the kind of prevailing theme? Offense. Between, well, not only that, NFC North offense. Mm -hmm. The Packers and the Lions. Which, to me, if you can't see the writing on the wall that there is essentially an arms race going on in the NFC North and why the quarterback position is so important for the Bears because look at what Jordan Love did in his first year as a starter. And now he's being picked. If we go through the MVP picks, he's he's one of the popular picks for MVP. I said this upstairs. My first bet of the 2024 NFL season is going to be Jordan Love to an MVP. See? And I don't think he I don't think that's a wild bet. You know what I mean? I don't mm-hmm. think that that's something to uh that you can't see. Like I'm sure he won't be the favorite. I'm sure Mahomes no. will be the favorite and Believe he is, you yeah. know, Josh Allen will be in there, Lamar Jackson will be in there again. But yeah, I CJ Stroud will be in there. I could definitely see that happening, but that further proves the point that the Bears absolutely need to get this right. Justin Fields is a great person. He's a great leader. He's great in the locker room. Everybody loves him. But this is a business, and you have to keep up. And if you see these two teams now, the Lions and the Packers, continuing to run laps around you, and everybody believes from ESPN, now it'll probably end up being like the Chiefs and you know the, someone else, the Lions. It'll probably end up being the Chiefs. Maybe run it back. Yeah, <laughs> Chiefs and Niners, because it is very hard to get back to that once again. Like the Lions did, and that's what that's what you know they said to each other after the game. But you have to make a move. Mm-hmm. You have to do something. And Justin Fields just hasn't done enough to warrant the team building around him when you have this number one pick and you have what people believe is a generational talent in Caleb Williams. Right. And listen, this is nothing against Justin Fields. Like you brought it up. Great guy, great in the locker room. But this is a football team, not a block party. Like, we need to find something at the quarterback position. And when you get the the ultimate gift from the football gods of the first overall pick, not because of your own doing, mm-hmm. that there kind of gives you your answer. All Like, it'd be one thing if you only had the ninth overall pick. It'd be one thing if the Panthers didn't suck and they, they pick C.J. Stroud and they're drafting, like, 17th instead of a first but that's not the case you found yourself you fell ass backwards into some tremendous luck this mm-hmm. past season or I should say the Panthers fell ass backwards into some <laughs> tremendous luck for you this past season and you have to capitalize off of it and that's why to me this isn't much of a decision Justin Fields can go somewhere else and be fantastic both of these things can be true it's something I've harped on since this conversation of Justin or Caleb or Drake All of these guys have the capability of being great, but financially, roster construction-wise, and just from what your eyes have shown you so far, it's a pretty clear-cut decision that Caleb Williams has to be the pick at number one. Absolutely. Let's go out to the phones, 312-332-3776. Our buddy, Chef Max. What's up, Chef? What's up, my man? How are you? Good. How are you doing? Good. So, I've been listening all week to everyone, and I'm pretty sure I've got it boiled down to my thoughts right now. And I'm not going to talk fields, and I'm not going to talk if I like him, and we're not going to even talk about the obvious financial advantage of starting on a rookie contract, right? But if people are so worried, 
Will Caleb Williams, who everyone is saying is a generational talent, will he hit? Then if the Bears trade their pick, then, okay, they stockpile draft picks. But if you're not sure that a generational number one is going to hit, how can you be sure that the Bears will make the other necessary moves and hit those moves? Even if, you know, Poles has had a good track record, it's easier to hit on one pick with a can't-miss guy than all these other picks. Furthermore, you end up like the 49ers who had maybe arguably one of the best, if not the best, top-to-bottom talent rosters in the history of the NFL and still lost the Super Bowl because they didn't have a quarterback. Mm -hmm. And to the people who say Marvin Harrison Jr., let me ask you a question. Jordan Love and Patrick Mahomes, did they have a better receiving core than the Bears did this year? No. The Minnesota Vikings and the Cincinnati Bengals, they have the two most talented receivers maybe I've ever seen since Randy Moss. Did they make the playoffs this year? No, because they don't have a quarterback. So it's very clear what's going on in the NFL right now is you can have a talented roster, but the most important thing is a quarterback. And if you can get him on a rookie deal, unlike a Patrick Mahomes, who you don't have a lot of cap space, then you build around him. The Bears don't have that many more moves to make. Maybe get Bowers at number nine, try to look for you know a good tight end, because that's obviously where the NFL is trending. Maybe take Odunze, someone, uh, you know, a wide receiver later on. But it's so clear that you have to go with Caleb Williams. I don't understand how people are arguing against it. It's insane to me. All right. Thanks, Max. Appreciate it. I think a lot of really good points there. And, and one of the things that he brought up is the draft picks. Okay, so you trade the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. You get three draft picks in return. Well, part of the reason why some of these people want to trade the number one overall pick is because, quote-unquote, the draft is a crapshoot. And I agree. It's a crapshoot. But at that point, you're trying to hit a three-team parlay as opposed to trying to hit a single bet. Yeah. Right? Because if you trade away the number one overall pick... You have to hit on all three of those picks and some of the other things that will be coming your way. And it's much harder to hit on three things in a crapshoot than it is on one singular pick. It's all calls welcome here on a Friday night with Bleck and Abdallah. Tyler's in for Bleck. We will take all of your phone calls coming up next. You're listening to Bleck and Abdallah. ESPN Chicago. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN1000. This is Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Welcome here. 312-332-3776. Tyler Aki is in for Chris Bleck. It is Bleck and Abdallah. Let's go to Flowers is in Vegas listening on the ESPN Chicago app. What's up, Flowers? Hey, man. Not much chilling. I'm just glad that you uh, brought up that contract that went to Tariq Cohen. And uh, it's just, you know, for the last couple of weeks, I was just been thinking like, all right, are Chicago owners just kind of capitalizing off the fact that we're in a major market. We can fill up seats. They don't really want to spend. They don't really want to win championships. They just want to be competitive on a business level. But Lost you there for a second, Flowers. What would you say? Was the end of it? They do try. Chicago teams try. They're just not good. They're not good at making decisions on who they want to pay. Zach, Jason Hayward. 
Street Cohen. You know, you could go down the list. So I'm glad you brought that up because sometimes you do think mm-hmm. like they're just in it for business. They're just in it to fill seats. So I'm glad you brought that up. And another comment. It's funny that we're in the position that we want to get another quarterback. At the beginning of the college season, I'm watching some of these games, particularly uh, Drake May versus Jordan Travis, and I'm like, dude, I kind of want one of these quarterbacks. But, you know, I was kind of <laughs> happy with skills, and obviously you see we're in the position right now. So it's kind of funny, man. Thanks for the call. and. Uh, no, thank you for the call, Flowers. Appreciate it. Thank you. I think that Ryan Poles has had a, done a good job of handing out contracts so far. Yeah. Right? Like, locking up Cole Komet. I think was a good move. I think he's he's a good catcher. He gets tackled by the breeze, but mm-hmm. he's a good pass catcher. At least he was last year for yeah. Justin Fields. I thought it would have been nice to get Jalen Johnson done before the beginning of last year, but as long as you get him done, as long as you sign a deal with him before this this season starts, whether you franchise him and he plays or whether you deal you get a deal done, that's fine. Obviously, it was a good business move to not re-sign Darnell Mooney. Yeah. Right. Well, at least that's the way it's trending. Yeah. That's the way it looks right now. Yeah. I mean, if you would have signed him and he had the year he had, we'd be so mad at Ryan Poles mm-hmm. for for re-signing Darnell Mooney. Well, unless he gets – like, I don't think Darnell Mooney's a bad player. Like, uh, the line you always put, he's going to be a great chief, right? Like, yeah. It, if there was a different quarterback in here, would it look different with Darnell Mooney? I don't know one way or the other, but maybe it does look a little bit different because a lot of times – there were plenty of moments when Darnell Mooney was open. Yeah. Ball just didn't get to him. Yeah, absolutely. Ray's on the south side. What's up, Ray? Hey, what's up? <clears throat> this Adam and Tyler tonight? Yes. yes. Hey, how's it going, man? I just want to talk about like how fans are like indirectly admitting that Phil is not the guy you can pay $40 million because they're asking us to get this left tackle, another center, another number one receiver. Like After you pay him $40 million, you're going to lose these guys. And it's like... The fans should understand, like, not only is the rookie contract does it give you full economy to build around that guy, it also gives you years to, like, see if he can be that guy once you pay him that you don't have to build this super team around him. Like, I just don't understand the fans here. It's like, it's been, Justin has been here for three years. Like, we've seen enough. Like, yes, there's no doubt in my mind. Like, his college career can be a microcosm of who he is. Like, he competed at Georgia, lost that job to Jake Frum, then he goes to Ohio State with his three future first-round wide receivers and goes off. Like, he could do that, but, like, the thing is, is, like, are you looking for, like, right now if we build around him, we go get a Marvin Harris, Marvin Harris and an Olu. Like, he might have a productive year next year, but it's, like, it's about longevity. Like, I want a quarterback where I can win for the next decade, and I'm just not sure that feels that guy. All right, thanks a lot, Ray. Appreciate it. No, he's, I think he's right. I think the money, if you look at it equally – and if Caleb Williams' floor is at least what Justin Fields is now, mm-hmm. then it's just resetting the money. It's no, co- no question. That's all you're doing. Yeah. And then to have this much money, you want to keep having this much money. Yeah. Right? You want to keep being at the top of the cap space, and you want to build through the draft, and you want to do all that. How are you doing that if you're paying a mediocre quarterback $40 million right. a year? And that's the thing is, I'm not against paying a quarterback. I want to pay a quarterback. I just want to pay the right one. I hope for the day that we get the alert that, you know, the Bears are reworking. Have reset the quarterback market. Well, not only that, but after you do that, you're reworking the deal Mm -hmm. and adding more years to the deal. Like, Mahomes is going to have to rework his deal at some point. And, like, what you do is you give, you get the same amount of money 
but you get it through bonuses and whatnot, yeah. and you alleviate the cap. You're still getting the same amount of money, but essentially you're helping the franchise with the cap space so you can sign better players. We saw Brady do it for years. You see quarterbacks do it all the time where you're getting the same money. You're just reworking it and kind of getting, you know, spreading the money around a little bit. The owner's still paying you a lot of money yeah. that you it's deserve. Just not on the salary cap. Yeah, I hope that that happens at some point. I really do because I think that the more and more you look at it, we're starting to see the turn. Right, we're starting to see the like. Yeah, there's still the Twitter people for mm-hmm. uh, for Fields, but it seems like more and more people are starting to come around. Maybe they're just they're just tired of yelling about Justin Fields, or they realize they're outmatched. We'll take more of your phone calls in just two minutes. Black and Abdallah, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports.